0: I'm the last original person in this neighborhood. There's nobody else left.
1: That's Al, and as he said, he's the last original person in our neighborhood, and the resident expert. Ask him what any store was 20, 30 years ago, and he tells you exactly what it was, and about the nice lady who ran it. Today, he owns a mail and parcel service that has been at the end of my block as long as I've lived. This episode is recorded in that very store, it includes all the sounds you'd hear on a regular day there.
0: First of all, I was born here, in that house. And uh, I left here when I was 23 to get married. And uh, through marriage, I raised a family. We lived in South Philadelphia for a while. and. Uh, I was in an apartment at 8th and Dickerson, and then we moved to 22nd and uh, McKean, and the area started to get distressed, and uh, we moved up to the Northeast and uh, stayed up there for 32 years. That's where they were raised. And in 1988, my wife died, and I stayed a couple more years, sold it, and then came down here. So, it's a short way.
1: The longer way, however, is really interesting too. Back in those times, many people didn't have huge aspirations. A simple, stable life was enough.
0: Not really, I didn't have any aspirations of what I wanted to be, to be honest with you. So, it's not like uh, my son's, Back then, uh, it's just if you, you got a job and uh, you made a living, it was enough.
1: Because of that, when I was younger, he started working in his father's chicken shop and had most of his interaction with the rest of the neighborhood there.
0: Most of our trade was with the black people and the Jewish trade, not too much with the Italians. The business had gotten so good that they bought this... They had an empty lot where this store is now, and they brought the live chicken store here. Then they had, like, a small supermarket where the live chickens used to be. And uh, after the supermarkets came into prominence, it killed all the small stores that, you know, the fruit stores, the meat markets, chicken stores. And uh, that was the end. and business they couldn't afford in order to stay in business anymore.
1: Despite his father's business coming on unfortunate times, Al and his brother later became businessmen themselves and started their own mail service.
0: He saw these mailboxes for sale, and uh, he thought it was a good idea. Hello. Hey, Scott. This was in 19... well, it was in 86, it was ready to be open, but my wife developed cancer and then as time progressed she became worse and in 1988 she passed away. And then we opened up the store for business. And then I stayed in here and the only thing we started the business with was the mailboxes. and. The services for UPS and FedEx and then as time progressed and in fact my mother was the one that lent us the money to buy at the mailbox people thought we were crazy they said you never make it in this in the area
1: yet make it they did and as I said they've been here since I've been alive part of that is because of the closeness Al fosters between the customers and himself
0: we, we always say, this is not a chrome and glass business. It's not like you're, you're going into uh, a store and, and just buying something in a candy store and leave. It's more to it than that. So that's, that's gratifying to me.
1: That closeness and trust isn't just on Al's side, though. The customer puts their trust into Al's business. And he respects that trust and confidentiality tremendously
0: i may talk to a lot of people but whatever my conversations are i keep it to myself so you you can't discuss things with other people because it's it's important that you maintain not so much a secrecy but a, a confidentiality
1: in fact it seems Al's history is what makes him desire that close and trusted relationship. When he was growing up, everyone shared the same hospitality he offers today.
0: My brother and I we used to know a family up the street. The father, and mother were there, and they used to have a piano and my brother used to go in there and they used to play together because he played guitar. And everything it was it was it was like a a stage show in the street here you know it was different people different personalities but everybody got along
1: even the stores themselves looked out for those in the community from the pharmacist to the bartender
0: there were times when my father sometimes would cut himself and he would go there and he would treat my father it was illegal but he still The pharmacist did it, you know, but uh, it just goes to show you how things were in a neighborhood.
1: And that support in the neighborhood meant more than pianos and band-aids. It was a family mentality extended to anyone, no matter their race.
0: There was no no anger and, and, you know, the race things. I mean, the N-word was never used in our family and my parents being immigrants from Sicily, and how could we? Because we depended on them too. They depended on us for their food. And a lot of times they didn't have enough money and we used to give them credit to buy a chicken or eggs. And uh, they appreciated it. And we, we appreciated it too.
1: According to Al, the neighborhood was colorful and it shows in both meanings of the word. As long as everybody was helping out and paying their tab, anyone was welcome into the bar, to the chicken store, or even the bordello.
0: There was an Italian lady up the street that ran ran a speakeasy. Her name was Angelina and she used to sell beer, wine, and whiskey. And they used, the blacks used to go in there and sit down and talk. And she'd make a living, you know, charging them for whatever they drank. And uh, sometimes my father would say, go down to Angelina and pick up a quart of beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was cold, <laughs> you know. Used to have a case back there. An old soda box filled with ice. And... Uh, We even had a bordello up the street. So it was colorful, I'll put it that way.
1: Yet, as much as Al loved Philly back then, he doesn't see the same charm in today's city.
0: The way it is now, I don't care for it that much. I really don't, because I can't get used to it, really.
1: Part of what Al can't get used to is the radical change to South Street. What used to be a lot of small mom-and-pop businesses is now sneaker stores and vape shops.
0: And at one time, South Street was a, a mecca of stores. And uh, after a while, that uh, didn't—they didn't do too well. The area started to go down because of the climate of business. That's why it's the way it is now. You have sneaker stores and pizza places and the clientele are not as good as it was before, if you know what I
1: mean. Today's Philly has lost the slowness and the closeness of old school Philly. And it shows in both the stores and the people.
0: Well, life was slower <laughs> And there was more of families, you know, then, whereas today it's mostly apartments and there's not too many uh, families.
1: Al's still trying to keep the old school style going though. And even though not as many people will talk the same way as before, he'll always be there if they want to. In fact, one of Al's favorite things to do is to just sit outside, watch the world go by, and talk to people. And he thinks if more people did this, Philly just might be a little bit closer to the one he grew up in.
0: Well, I'll tell you, If they would, in the summertime, if it's one person or two people, get two chairs and sit outside in front of your house, and they'll be amazed how people passing by will engage you. Summertime, I'll sit outside, and people will stop and say hello and talk, or will say hello, just passing by it's 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 amazing, but they're missing out in that they're They're in a hurry and and uh, they're they're missing humanity, and that's 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 my suggestion. It's small, but it means a lot.
1: Al may think he just rents a mailbox, but in truth, he offers a portal back to the old days and a possibility of making the next ones more kind in fact. Despite all of his gripes with present day Philly, Al said he would never leave it. And if his final day here were to come, he had the perfect plan to enjoy every last minute.
0: Sit outside and, uh, and engage.
1: It'll be my last time and the most gratifying.